Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Action Comics. Action Comics? <laughs> action um, Comics. Action Comics, number one. Um, actually, comics is what I meant to say, but I'm so sleepy. Uh, my name is Tristan, and uh, I am joined, as always, by my stalwart companion, Bob Ulrich. Stalwart. Stalwart. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and we're going to talk about comic books. There's a... I don't know. It feels like a really short week this week. Yeah. I don't know why. We spent a fuck ton of money on the books, but yeah, it was like... It, it is a weird one. Maybe it was a lot of trades? I think it was a lot of trades. trades. I don't know what it was. There were a lot of boxes. And Bob is... I've, I've restocked our sodas, and Bob is trying this new horrifying Mountain Dew that is like a lemonade flavor. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan. This really? is good. Mountain Dew Spark. Nice. I like you heard it. it here first. Mountain Dew Spark. It's good. good. It's got a crazy car that eats raspberries on the can. Hey. He's angry. He's got teeth. That is a he's good, using those teeth to eat a giant raspberry. It's a good color combination. It reminds me of an Arizona iced tea can. That's what I thought it was at first. I'm afraid that I'll be up all night. I probably will I be up all night. I would imagine so. There's a lot of caffeine in it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just go through this. Yeah. Uh, action Comics. As I was saying in the beginning, for some fucking reason, uh, Action Comics 1041. Mm. It's a comic book. It is. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, another thing that is a comic book. It has a staple. <laughs> there you go. Aerosmith, but not the one you're thinking about. <laughs> not the one that won Revolution X with the power of music. No, no, no. <laughs> this is spelled different. Uh, but it's number three of five of a limited series of five. Yes. Um, Kurt Busiek's miniseries about World War One with magic people. With magic people. Uh, we also have Avengers Forever number four, which features the return of Thor's daughters. The goddesses of thunder, I oh. think is what they're called. I, or maybe I'm just saying that because that makes the most sense. I might just be making a logical leap. You uh, might be. Ben Riley Spider-Man number three. Oh, uh, it was pretty good. I, I don't know. It's a it's a more simple uh, Spider-Man story. It's kind of that kind of throwback to a '90s Spider-Man story. Has a new character, I believe, in oh. it, who is a forgotten clone essentially. So uh, who is introduced in it? Hmm. And uh, yeah, I liked huh. it. I liked it fine. It's it's one of two simple Spider-Man stories this week. That actually, I guess three. Uh. Very overly simplified Spider-Man story week. It like some stuff that really feels like '90s throwbacks this week. People are really feeling the '90s vibe lately. Maybe I, uh, I think maybe so. People maybe certainly even... Scott Snyder was with <laughs> this thing that he did this week. So yeah. yeah. Um, we got two two Betty and Veronicas. We got decades and Jumbo Comics. Uh, obviously all reprints. I don't think they're doing any new comics at Archie right now. If they are, they are tied into Riverdale, I uh, believe. Yes. I don't think they do any like fun Archie comics anymore. That makes sense. Like this one with the C-3PO on the cover that I found in the Quarterman. <laughs> uh, Black Hammer Reborn, number 10 of 12. I forgot to read it. Nice. But it's good. We got uh, Bolero, number 3. 
The comic that gets different songs stuck in each of our heads every time we see it. <laughs> you know, it's true. Uh, yeah. Canyon Arrow is still stuck. Like, <laughs> as soon as you said that, Canyon Arrow got yeah. stuck in my head. You got Canyon Arrow, Simpsons. and I get the actual song yeah. Bolero. I mean, that would be the classier high school band. That would be the classier solution, but I can't help it. It's the. It's I mean, the it's not because I enjoy the song. Now. I just I played it in high school band, and it's just like in yeah my <laughs> head forever. Thank yeah, you. I, I love that song. <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, Actually, there's a Canyon Bakehouse bread that we. Well, that's, mm. So that's what puts Canyon Arrow in my head. Yeah. Is when I see the Canyon Bakehouse, I say Canyon Bread. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BPRD Hell on Earth Omnibus a Trade Paperback Volume Four. Dang, is out. Chunk. We got Bungo Stray Dogs Woof. Oh. Graphic Novel Volume 1. Cool. We have Captain America Iron Man number 5 of 5. I forgot to read that. I also did, and I'm the one that actually liked this one, which, uh, again, for the same reasons that, like, everything seems to be kind of, there seems to be a, uh, a bit of a, I don't know what you would call it, a reaction against how things have gotten overly complicated in comics. Yeah. And I'm definitely starting, like, this week especially, I'm noticing it a really hardcore that, like, people are kind of like, what about when we just kind of had a story where, like, Venom was mad at Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Remember that? That was fun. <laughs> how about he's not a space god? and <laughs> We're not, you know, going through some sort of Isaac Asimov sci-fi yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, that Gene uh, Colon Hellblazer comic was Hell, called... Hellraiser? Hellraiser. Did yes. I say Blazer? Hellraiser. is called Clive Barker's The Harrowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it is... Uh, apparently, there's six issues of it. Yep. I know what you're talking about now. Sorry. Oh, no, not at all. Um, Carnage Epic Collection Trade Paperback Born in Blood. And that would be all of those uh, Carnage tie-ins. I think that's the maximum Carnage stuff. We've got a another manga called Catch These Hands Graphic Novel Volume <laughs> One. Ah. Damn, someone's <laughs> getting handsy. Somebody's getting fucked up. Uh, and also, we have uh, new this week: Count Crowley's Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter Number One, the second of the miniseries mm. from uh, from the Polka Dot Man himself. Um, Polka Dot Man himself. Uh, the guy that played Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's the same person? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the first one. Oh, David Destmel. Sure, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna give it a shot, and then I was like, I'm gonna fuck that up. I'm just gonna All say right. Polka Dot Man. That's cool. Yeah, Polka Dot Man works. Um, the first one was really enjoyable. It it nailed that kind of idea. the The concept is you have this this person who's taking over for a midnight movie host uh not realizing that she is signing on to be an actual monster hunter and that he was an like essentially fright night yeah uh if he had continued to hunt monsters throughout his career and then just kind of died and left his mantle to someone mm. and then they took over and they were like oh shit i have to fight vampires and things <laughs> and it it works really well the the design is gorgeous it's a She's got a very brother voodoo design, but it's still a cool. It's still a cool look. The art is really good in the comic. The art's book. great. The art is very good. Yep. It's a dark dark horse. 
course. Yeah, and the story's great too. I mean, like I I will I will totally watch this movie when it gets made eventually, which nice. I totally will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, it's written by an actor. So yeah, it's I mean in. It's it's written by a buddy of James Gunn's. I think the movie's oh, gonna get made. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I that's not that sounds like I'm dismissing it as a an IP dump. It really isn't. It's a great comic book. It no, really it looks is. like a fun comic. If this book is the me. kind of thing that you would enjoy, which I do, you will you will dig it. It's very well done. Yeah. Um, uh, Deathstroke Incorporated number seven. They're still I, making those. Yeah, I uh, I actually did flip through this, and it looks like a comic book. Nice. That's good to know. Um, speaking of things looking like comic books, uh, this week, and honestly, I think for the last three weeks, we've been noticing this. Marvel Comics <laughs> has started making their covers out of fucking toilet paper. But not all of them. That's but the not thing. all of them. What's the it's, rhyme and reason to it? It's I, not all of them. This has, See, this is what's interesting, because they've been doing this for a while, where cover quality relates to some sort of metric internally it's got to yeah where it's like oh we know that everyone's gonna buy spider-man no matter what so fuck them we're gonna put garbage paper on it you know like if the numbers are lower than a certain amount (laughs) i also liked your theory that like maybe they were getting printed in different uh, different warehouses or something i definitely think from seeing what scout went through and that scout is a, a fraction of a fraction of what uh of what Marvel does. Right. And I know that they literally could not get their books printed through the printing company that they had. They had a, they had a printer. They had to switch. That's why our book, that's why Rad Wraith got kicked two months or a month and a half down the line was because there literally was no paper at the fucking company they wanted to print it at. I mean, I've been trying to order like printer specific printer paper for my office for like three months and it's like i still can't get it so it's yep. definitely a paper shortage it is uh, sure thank uh amazon for that oh they took it all uh they they need it for boxes yep it, yeah. all of the companies switched production to amazon boxes <laughs> yep and uh demon days blood feud this is finally out speaking of a book that was delayed multiple times due to inability to print things oh, uh it's also uh the first of many comics to feature the word demon this week it's very it's a very demony week and also it's not Demon-ish. the only it's not the only demon comic that has a peach momoko cover either what? Uh, you know what everything's basically the same this week buy one comic and you've bought everything it's fine. <laughs> um obviously this is great yeah i mean i got all these now i can't wait to like actually put them together and read them all together <laughs> I would, I would definitely consider buying a nice hardcover of this. Yeah, it's it's a really pretty story, and it is also, it's a masterfully told story. There's no way around it. Like you want to think that, just because she's an artist, she's not going to be able to rock out a story like this. But it, it's really tight. It's enjoyable. It fits in the the kind of classic narrative of Japanese stories. It's just, it's really good. The thing that works for me about it is that it works in the way that the X-Men annuals, the the weird X-Men annuals work, like where it's like, this one is Kitty Pride pretending to tell Lockheed a weird story about like, what if she was in a fairy world or whatever, you know, it's just like that kind of stuff. Like it feels like that to me. Like it's, 
but it's not entirely x-men but it's mostly x-men it's definitely yeah, yeah. like no it definitely it has that it has that feel which is really yeah. which is some and the artwork is stuff. just so beautiful and also really beautiful um and also 57 different covers yes department of truth number 17 detective comics 1058 this is the final one of that long 12-part story jiminy christmas finally done uh devil's reign villains for hire one of the comics from this series that is way better than it has any reason to be uh i i really dig this series this nice. little little three issue i think uh devil's reign x-men also really good honestly this whole fucking devil's reign thing it's been it's been awesome nice everything in it um finally we have the paperback of the ec archives tales from the crypt which is great uh that it's something that i think a lot of us have been waiting for for a long time because man that 50 dollars price tag for five comics is just not sane no you know like i love tales from the crypt but i could never bring myself to pay fifty dollars for five comic books. Yeah, unless you are buying the actual comic books right. at a steal of a price. <laughs> yes, sure, that that would be fine. <laughs> then you'd be like, I can't not spend fifty dollars on this. <laughs> I've had people calling me. I've I get this call occasionally where people are like, "So, what have you got for uh, for Tales from the Crypt comics from the fifties? Uh, and I'm like. No one has those, do dummy. The, do the average <laughs> comic shop just have several of these, like, $1,000 books sitting around? <laughs> like, I just, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe we're falling down on the job. No. This place has only had five original Tales from the Crypt comics come through here wow. since we've been open. I mean, I'm like, surprised I it's that high. never, like, and they're in terrible shape whenever they come in. They look yeah. like they've been run over by a truck. Yeah, uh, but just even, put them in the quarter bin. But even then, they <laughs> sell for you know two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, um, weird. But I mean, they're just it just is that comic. It is that like mm-hmm. it's just such an important horror thing, and horror fans are nuts. It's no haunt of fear here. It's the it's the real deal. <laughs> yes, it's no chamber of chills. I do love the Chamber of Chills. <laughs> I love all of them. Me too. I mean, I don't actually love all of them. I love most of them. It's, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love the ones that are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny because, like, uh, everybody loves pre-code horror comics until it's time to read pre-code horror yeah, comics. exactly. They like them in this, like, I want to own them and yes. have their their essence around me. But sitting down to read one of those things, I was like... I love these things. These are, that's what I'm about. I know that I love this stuff. And I bought like four, I think, hardcovers of the Black Cat. Mm. Like the original Black Cat Harvey stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's all pre-code horror. And 80% of it is so awful Yeah, that it is like nearly unreadable yeah well it's the same with like it's like the tv of the time too when you watch the boris karloff show and it's just a thriller or whatever and it's just like okay like every once in a while you get like the uh what's the one with the um uh the rats one i don't know whatever anyway there's like a really every every now and again there's a an hp lovecraft one yeah 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 and then it's it's probably rats in the walls yeah it it was 
No, there's a. It's not. It's not the name. I'd know the name if I heard it, but I'm not going to waste the podcast <laughs> time trying to remember the name of this thing. They made a comic of it too. Well, what's crazy is that, like, from that time, all of the horror radio broadcasts were so good. Like, I I went through this period where I would listen to just like six hours of a stretch of listening to you know Hermit in the Cave or, or Hermit's yeah. Cave or like any of those. And just, they're so fun. They are. I think I have a theory on on why those things are better than the visuals of it. And that is, like, is in similar ways why a comic book can be good as well when it's really good. But with radio, it's like you get the the storytelling, but, like, so much of the visualization of it is just inside your brain. Like, the things between the spaces between the panels in a comic book. It's like what you bring to it was what makes it scary. And... Very few people actually really understand that, that like what you like, I don't know. It's like that alien thing where it's like what you don't see is actually way scarier than what you do see. Absolutely. I agree. Anyway. Um, So what is next? Uh, Uh, We have Electra, black, white and blood number three. Right on. We have a Finn the Human Ultimate Wizard Adventure Time Funko Pop. (laughs) Indeed you do. I want to make sure that people know that because it's so cool. (laughs) I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of many Funko Pops, but I'm a fan of this one. Uh, <laughs> you get some weird cereal ones, too. <laughs> those are so fucking strange. Sometimes I look at things that I order for the store, like, and I go, like, was I drunk? Was I in a fugue state? Why did I order this cereal box with a face that's eating its own insides (laughs) it's holding a bowl of cereal which is clearly its internal organs and it's like "Mm, i love these (laughs) which one is the one that's because this is i'm holding the tricks one he's not eating himself no uh the one that's eating himself must be uh captain crunch captain crunch captain crunch he's cutting the roof of his own mouth (laughs) yes it is in fact (laughs) captain crunch captain He's eating his own guts. Yep, there he is. Oh man, it's like that the ginger candy guy that's like peeling his own ginger flesh off and eating it. That's still super disturbing. And that thing is weird looking. That is a a weird little homunculus. The the gingin. I don't like him. Um, Speaking of things that I don't like, um, no, that's that's a bad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's talk about things we do. Okay, let's talk about things we do like. Like, for example, Frankenrocker and the Jailbait Punks, number one. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it's, uh, this is, uh, about as close to a zine done by someone who is actually talented as you're going to get. Yeah. It's, this is fun because it is really, like, this is far down the DIY line, but the artist is like an Azrit type who's like yeah. like a, a talented artist, but it is just a brain-dead fucking Morano trip, uh, which I enjoy. But, you know, done intentionally. Yeah, it's no, just, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It's just a bunch of dumb punk rocking. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I was not expecting it to be this type of punk rock. Interesting. 
I these days I don't see this kind of thing anymore. Um, like when I see punk rock stuff, it tends to be of the idols persuasion. It tends to be super positive and very far left wing and very you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And this kind of treads into the fear kind of you world. Your of hands, like, handsome dick Manitoba yeah, style. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you, you might have little dictators in here and some other stuff. Like not to say that it's like super conservative or anything, but okay. it's like. But it's uh, yeah. When you said liberal, and then seeing in the opposite, I was just like, "Who's the most Republican punk rocker I know?" <laughs> is is Handsome Dick Manitoba a Republican? Oh man, the only reason he's in my head is I read this thread. Uh, oh, he's a member of the uh, How to Read Nancy Facebook group for some reason. I will say, uh, not to interrupt dead no, center, fine. Fine. I will say that I put on a Dictator's record recently, and I hadn't heard them since the '80s or something. Yeah, and I was like, oh. I can't listen to this in the store. And also I don't agree with a lot of what's being said here. And this is kind of racist and Oh shit. Yeah. He was doing this. So like there was a, uh, Nancy strip. Someone posted in the group, uh, from 1944. And it was like, uh, kind of just anti anti-asian like kind yeah. of like not cool but like right. of the time you let's see you kind of obviously anyone right, right. in the group understands like right you understand you know culturally cunt. where right. things were then you know obviously it's bad but like you know you kind right. of no one's like you know cancel nancy or anything like that <laughs> yes. but he was on there just like oh i guess we're gonna cancel nancy now uh, like every like just constantly trolling the thread and i was like I, I was like is this really handsome dick manitoba like what the fuck dude like chill out <laughs> he was so hyper hard on about it i was just like whatever dude like no one gives a sh- fucking shit what you're saying <laughs> like at all and he's like oh you you want to fight me you would cancel me it's like no no one gives a shit about you dude like no one cares what you're saying <laughs> at all uh, anyway, oh whatever. Boy. Sorry, that's. Why I mean, it was in to my be head. fair, he is probably in his sixties. So I mean, whatever. I don't. People are. Some people are conservative. I don't think hating people because they're conservative makes sense. No, but, I like, certainly you don't. Know, also, then I would hate lots of my family. But like that said, I do hate trolls. And uh, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> don't be a fucking troll. Like, yeah. dude. Like, just because I don't know. Whatever. Exactly. I said. I said my piece. There you go. Um, I wasn't expecting to go there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Cage, number one. Ah, uh, we loved it. We loved it. We loved this it. is... Uh, I wish they'd put a different cover on this. I was actually very, very much looking for, like, is there some kind of cool variant cover for this? And every goddamn comic that comes out now has a variant cover, yeah. but this one doesn't for some reason. I don't understand it. I did not... It's not that I hated yeah, yeah, this no, cover. It's not about a cover. But it doesn't represent this book well it does but it's like very literal it's like right, it's just like right, here's right. every here's character in this comic but the c- characters are weird like one of the characters is a tiny bird one of the characters <laughs> is a ghost um, a ghost a lump of coal that turns into a giant yeah like, you I know mean, like there's this this book is uh is a love letter to classic uh manga so we're talking like uh, Space Cruiser Yamamoto. We're talking like all of that kind of that kind of era. Some Akira stuff. Yeah, some I feel like the some of the like some kind Captain of Captain Harlock in here. There's some Gundam in here. There's some like uh, even a little almost. Like, and no, I'm not gonna say it because it's not Evangelion. There's a little bit of that yeah, going yeah. on in there. Um, it's it's really good. Like when you see the art, you'll be like, oh wow, this like. It's, it's Nick that, Derigata, if It you reminds know him. me of that era that, like, three by three eyes and, like, all of the Viz stuff that came over in regular comic style. 
yeah. came out. It's like it's so good. I would so love good. to read this on new, like actual newsprint. It I would agree. Be so cool. I think this definitely needs to be on newsprint. Uh, I uh, think it's a shame that they didn't do that. Uh, but I think right now is not the time to be uh, trying to get special yeah, paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, get shitty paper. Uh, <laughs> like, might, maybe I this mean, is the time. It could be. There are. I mean, I was supposed to get hooked up with a a printer in San Francisco. I think that still does newsprint. Oh, I was see like the Uncle Andy's whatever it is still comes out every yeah whatever like whoever does that like that's if I ever do a comic like that's where I'm going first. Hey, whoever does the yeah yeah the, like the the, the Uncle Henry's Uncle guy. Henry's yeah because yeah. it's like that's the paper I want. That's crazy. There must they must own a printing press perfect that must be exactly what's going on. <laughs> please make this comic book for me i'll do as many as you need me to do oh man unless I can't it's believe a, unless it's ten thousand. i can't no. believe that thing is still going around yeah. yeah i still i have a comic that's almost done that's almost ready to go and i need to figure out what i want to do with it mm. you can steal my idea you can have it only you can have it though no one else if anyone else steals <laughs> no, my idea, i'm need, suing i need uh i need red it's black and white and red unfortunately. Who, who, who does this Oh no! Shit! Comic shop news. It's a little glossy for my my taste, but uh, I mean, I was talking to uh, to Busby about the Manor, and uh, yeah, and yeah, they have a pretty decent, you know, newsprint. Yeah, that's a good that's a good angle. So, uh, and the price was right. I can't remember what I got quoted, what he was saying, but I think I was like, oh, I think that that would be something I could swing. And I know that like there are places that because I've st- there's like zine level uh self-publishing yeah. stuff that's on that kind of papers like interesting regularly cool anyway uh but look out i do have a new thing coming out nice. i think it might be going through scout but i might also just self-publish it because fuck it why not put it on newsprint <laughs> i mean I've, i'm debating whether or not to make it black and white or to actually pay to have Ooh. it colored as with, of now, so it'd have one color. It would be. It's just black and white and red. Currently, and that's perfect because the artist has done it in red. He actually added a color, and I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting you to color the blood, but there's enough blood in it that he decided that it yeah. needed to be put in." That's cool. So it's cool. It like looks it. good. Man, I love those old mangas. Like uh, the, I, I remember I had the first issue of uh, Neon Genesis that yeah, was yeah. like where the first two pages are like in co- beautiful, yes. beautiful color, and then obviously it just goes to black and white and yes. it stays there for the rest of the series. Like I love that. What a cool like yeah. thing. Like why that happens, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I guess it's like because it's like initially was no in some big thick book, right? But I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no, super cool. We're rambling. Uh, of course we are. Uh, Ghostbusters Three Afterlife Ecto One Pop. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Actually, pretty great. Uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero 290 is out. Wow. And uh, we also have Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers out You this know, week. did you see it. who did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Cullen Bunn and Freddie Williams. Yeah, two of my favorites. Yeah. And it was done correctly. Yeah. And I think that everyone's going to be pleased depending on your fandom. I think you're still going to be happy with it. Yeah. If I you like Power Rangers, it's all there. You got your Rita Repulses in it. <laughs> you do. Yeah. It's your classic Power Rangers. So you got your Goldar and your Rita Repulsa. And, you know, I mean, it, it goes down. This first issue goes down kind of how you expect it to. I mean, yeah. not as much as I'd thought where I just kind of assumed that they were going to be crushed like ketchup packets on the ground. But, <laughs> uh, 
they do live through the whole thing, so I guess there's at least that. Well, there wouldn't be much of a team up if they did <laughs> die immediately. Uh, but it would be, it's still pretty surprising that they don't just die immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy spits literally like atom bombs, yeah. so it is kind of surprising that anyone makes it through a Godzilla picture. <laughs> good point. But yeah, uh, it is surprisingly good, and I think that anybody who likes, if you liked the Batman crossover with Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles... I mean, it's just, it's really good. I'm not a huge Power Rangers fan by any stretch. I'm not a huge fan of them. Not the American version. I like the better than I like the Power Rangers themselves. Yeah, I like like Sentai stuff. Like, I enjoy watching it in Japanese. (laughs) But once they added the American characters, it kind of lost it for me. Uh, (laughs) But cool. Um, We also have, good grief, more peanuts. (laughs) I, uh, I love these. I, I, these the, are great. These just are just like facsimile editions, reprint editions of, of the stuff. first so collections bad. of Peanut stuff. So from the fifties. Yep, it's great. Real fun. Uh, we've got Girl Scouts, uh, Stone Ghost number five of six by Jim Mahfoud. We got Gunslinger Spawn number six, Harley Quinn number thirteen. Uh, oh boy, we get one of them Japanese words. What I'm not qualified to pronounce. Um, that would be. Higahiro, after being rejected, graphic novel volume three. He, right. he gay? He gay? He gay? I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember that. I remember that the lead singer of Japan X was named Hide. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's similar. Uh, cool. Rest in peace, Hide. Uh-huh. Uh, human Target number six. Oh man! If you hate Guy Gardner, you want this comic <laughs> book. Yes, definitely. Uh, a good one for people like who it's, don't it's like it's a Guy it's a very very good throwback to the one punch uh guy gardner and yes. that's 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 what you're getting for a spoiler <laughs> it's a pretty big spoiler yeah, uh, it's not and, really though <laughs> icon and rocket season one number six cool out iron man number 18 was considered to be unimportant enough that they printed it on toilet paper. <laughs> it was. It is very difficult to read it, to preview this comic book and not damage it for, like, for like, the one that someone's going to buy. You feel like you're going to put your finger through the cover. I had to be very very yeah. ginger with my uh, page turning yeah. on this. Like Not even just the cover. Like The actual paper of the comic itself is like micro... It's like... do You, you know in the early... Well, no... Everybody knows Shatterstar, right? Yes. So Shatterstar had those knives that were like (laughs) microscopically thick. (laughs) It's like what this paper feels like. It's like it would cut through uh, a bar of iron if if it were uh, if it hit it at the right angle. I agree. Um, Another thing that we have that I'm actually really impressed by, and uh, I want to shout out, even though it's not a comic, it is a toy. But um, we have these crazy Count Chocula figures. Oh, I looked at that. It is cool. It is legitimately one of the coolest figures. I mean, obviously, it's Count Chocula, so I don't know if you're excited about that. That's great. But uh, these guys, Jada Toys, are fucking killing it. They got the Universal Monster license as well, and they made a series Uh... of of Universal Monsters figures that are just slightly between like three and three quarters and the eight inch. Yeah. So they're like five, six inch kind of figures. You had that, the, the, the creature from the lagoon. They all look really good. Yeah. Like and all of them look great. Yeah. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Bride. Bride. Yeah. They all look awesome. So I, 
but this thing actually comes in this really beautifully designed box. Yeah. Just as far as like really good packaging goes, these guys are like on a fucking kid robot level of like yeah. good packaging. It just looks gorgeous and comes with a weird little plastic cereal box, which yeah. I thought was great. Yeah, if you're a fan of tall, small versions of bigger things, it's I it's am. got that. I yeah, can't help I mean, it, my right? wife literally collects those. So, uh, the like, what is it? The five surprise, all yeah. that stuff. But uh, the cool thing about this, I thought also, is if you look at the back of the packaging, it shows all of the other serial monsters. So theoretically, there's going to be more in the series, be a which freaking means Booberry. fruit brute. Everybody wants a fruit brute. Yeah, any yummy mummy. <laughs> I like the ones. You know I what I want. I do love the yummy mummy. I think he's got a great a great look to if they, it. And not that it's in any way connected, but if they made Quisp, I'd buy that. <laughs> I love that guy. You know, yummy mummy, it sucks. The cereal? I was going to say, it sucks. It, like, it's gross. It yeah. tastes bad. Yeah. I did get the uh, Monster Party cereal. The Monster Mash. Yeah, which had all of them. Mm. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, you throw them all in a big soup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, Killadelphia number 20 is out and there is a B cover that is an Eric Larson like that it's so weird that Eric Larson did a cover oh I want to go look at it I'm going to take off my headphones it's like (laughs) this series has been so serious and dark and everything about it has always been very like (laughs) and this is like it looks like a Savage Dragon cover it's the most uh, it's pretty goofy I mean it's very Eric Larson-y it is. If you, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, it, it is grand indeed. larceny, but um, it does look a little bit, maybe like they spent a little more time on it than um, perhaps some yeah, of their I think so too. savage dragon stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, if that's an insult. Uh, Maestro World War M number two. Who? Uh, Maniac of New York Bronx is burning number four. Cool. Um, it's I'm gonna so, stop saying cool after you say it's so time. funny though. This book. Uh, I have I have said nice things about this book before, and for good reason. It is a very well written book, and it's a really nice looking book. But it's fascinating that it was written before the pandemic, because it is its central conceit is essentially about Americans going on with their lives when terrible things happen, hmm. and just kind of ignoring the elephant in the room. It's like you know, it's people in in New York ignoring the fact that Jason Voorhees is fucking killing thousands of people at a time. And they're just like, Oh, fucking take the F train, I guess, <laughs> you know, Jason's down there killing a bunch of commuters. So I can't go that way. You know, so it's, it is fascinating and it, it hmm. is, it's a very smart, of course, it's a, it's a little more, it's not a direct kind of slasher comic. It's more of a, it's more of a metaphor, which, you know, a lot of slasher fans are going to balk at, and I can understand mm. why. But it's still really good. Um, got a bunch of Marvel Legends in. I have them up on the site. The The real standout here is the uh, Marvel Legends Retro Spider-Man Negative Zone Spider-Man mm. with Negative Zone Pizza. That's right. <laughs> he has a slice of pizza from the negative zone. Ooh. It has little black pepperonis and a white crust. <laughs> nice. Pretty great. Um, we got uh, one of those little Marvel graphic novels, the America Chavez. Uh, they're sort of the introduction. They're $10 manga style introductions to to characters. 
And since America Chavez is going to be the big breakout character of uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, uh, she is being yeah. given some given some space here. Given the importance of the multiverse to yes. uh, the the ongoing Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, yes. I believe having someone who can teleport anywhere in the multiverse. Although it's interesting because uh, there's Leela Cheney too can do that. Who's that? She Dick was Cheney's kid? kid? Yeah, yeah. Um, she was, maybe that's why they don't use her. Uh, she was uh, She was an X-Men side character. She was uh, Cannibal's girlfriend in the New Mutants. Huh. Uh, you know the one that was like, steal this planet, that annual, that's yeah. like got the Sienkiewicz cover? Uh, that's like one with her, like, she's like an internet, she's like an intergalactic rock star. And she can teleport anywhere in the in the, but she I guess she could teleport anywhere in the universe, whereas oh, America Chavez, America Chavez can, can teleport anywhere in the multiverse. Yeah, America Chavez is one of those characters that I think they need to really like buckle down. Yeah, huh? and I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that they're putting enough behind this that they're like, okay, let's not magic her or Black Panther her or anything like. Yeah. There's a there's a certain point. I even actually heard someone talking about it on a podcast, and it was it's Christopher Priest that I think really did this to Black Panther, where it was like the the Batman thing, where it's like I've got a plan for that, and a plan oh, for right, that, right, and a plan right. beyond my plan for that. Except with Christopher Priest, he would write Black Panther as though he had twenty five plans, <laughs> and he was so far ahead that it would just be like. Oh, and I knew that the sun was going to be coming out at 6.05 and that the train would stop here. And I knew that you were going to be slightly delayed because uh, of this. And yeah. it would just be like, and that's why you tripped over the curb right into my trap. And it's like, fuck you, man. Yeah, totally. Come on. <laughs> we had uh, actually a really similar, uh, my wife and I had a conversation about this where it's like the person. So it's like when, when there's a show and it's happened to so many shows where someone gets they're they they're on their way somewhere, and then out of nowhere, they get side tr- trunked by like a car coming out, and you know, like, yeah. and it's like, no, like you're in the middle of the city. Yeah. There's no way that you could analyze traffic patterns that accurately, yeah. so that you could not only hit someone, but only knock them out, <laughs> not kill them, not you know, yeah. leave them conscious. You know, it's just like, come on, like, we we're just. <laughs> Yes. Every, not everybody is superhuman. And, right. Uh, but I mean, but the thing is... It, it, that's why I didn't like Hannibal as well. It was just right. like, he was basically just Batman except for he ate people. And I was like, come on, like, nobody's this smart. But that's, I, I mean, there's a certain level, like, because I feel like magic for the first five years of her existence was a perfectly fine character and was, like, very enjoyable. But I think that, like about 15 years into her existence, they had added so many things. They're like, ah, this isn't really working. What if we gave her this ability? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not really working. Why don't we give her this? But they never took anything away. And so it's like, Oh, by the way, she has a sword that can cut through anything. She can teleport. She has the. You know, it's like, <laughs> she can absorb dude, demon energy. You are like every. <laughs> she's a lord of hell. She's a lord of hell. A, sometimes you just start stacking these things, and when it's yeah. a bunch of different writers, they're like somebody will forget that this exists, and they'll add something else, and then you wind up with these ridiculous, like DC style, like galactic superheroes in the Marvel universe. That's mm-hmm. like. 
you don't belong here. That's not yeah. the sentry. The sentry doesn't like <laughs> he needed to die at the end of that series. The, yeah. That was the only way that that worked. Yeah. And Bendis did it. And then they just brought him and back. Just like, yeah, but we like him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's why I say <laughs> I like that he was I like that he's a he's the first Marvel character who is whose origins are from a meth lab, though. So that <laughs> I will say is is an interesting twist. Yeah. I know, Not, I don't remember that. That was, he was uh, that was how he was created. I believe it was a meth lab explosion. There was nice. something like that. That's cool. Yeah, I just to me it's just like death to continuity, man. Like just like yeah. just stop trying to have it make sense narratively over past like five years. You know, um, past one creative team lifespan. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go back into it and start with monstrous number thirty-eight. Nice. Ms. Marvel Beyond Limit number four or five. See that trailer? I did I see it. It looked really good. Yeah, people are. I saw read that people are mad that her powers. I was like, her powers are cooler in the movie. Come on, like it's hard. The, the thing that I mean, it's because everybody complains about everything. Oh right, but yeah. Can I you imagine if if they had done that? The, we've learned that stretchy powers look fucking. They stupid. look dumb. They look dumb. They look dumb. And so the fact that they chose to do this kind of thing, do the amulet version where yeah. she's got. It's like she still visually has the same powers. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And it's like it's Green Lantern just power. A better more than looking like, version of yeah. her power. And it makes perfect sense. And yeah. the trailer looks great. Yeah, I agree. I am actually excited about it. Yeah. Um, we have my bad number five of five. Oh, my God. I love this. And I realized <laughs> I missed the last issue somehow. I need to get it. We have Neonomicon reprints Whoa. finally from Alan Moore that is the that's the uh, good old fish sex comic uh, if you want to really, really want to boil it down uh, Norse mythology hardcover volume 2 nice uh, more peanuts reissues mm. this one is the original peanuts yep so like that first that first strip when Snoopy is particularly adorable yeah that version the small nosed Hyper adorable Snoopy. Yep. The best Snoopy. No I am. I am a fan of my favorite era of Peanuts is like actually pretty long, but like from the very first strips and then up until like the mid 60s is when yeah. I really like it. Then you get once you get Woodstock, that's when I start to fade a little bit in terms of like it just kind of gets samey. Yeah. I was just I was a huge fan when I was a kid and I read all of those over and over again. Yeah. I still have a bunch of them. <laughs> um, we have. So many pop vinyls this week. Yes, we're doing this, but we're trying to be cool about it. I did the Junjay Ito one, so we have the creepy slug girl. Um, yes, I did the weird tricks rabbit and some other dumb things. Whatever. I don't but even know what you're talking about. I got Pokemon. What? I got yeah. Oh, you restocked I got, Funko Pops? Yeah. Is so I got like Horsey and got a Psyduck. Oh, cool. And Ooh, uh, Psyduck Funko Pop. Yeah, nice. It's pretty good. I like that guy. And uh, so Princess Bubblegum. I always feel so bad for him. I know. It's those headaches, those terrible headaches. Yeah. He is he is a Job-like, <laughs> suffering, <laughs> sad character. I just, he makes yeah. me sad. Uh, <laughs> Power Rangers Universe number four, Robin number 12. Um, Rogues number one. This is interesting. I... Div- just thought I wasn't gonna like it, but it's gr- it's it's great. Honestly, it's great. It's like really weird, atypical kind of like 
it's unusual to see uh like a superhero comic where the people in it are old yes <laughs> that's like a strange trope that i definitely yeah. can't possibly sell well but uh you know i mean it feels like that is black uh black labels fucking this is bread and butter i would describe this as not necessarily old man logan cuz it's not like post-apocalyptic right. but like kind of like logan like the like oh yeah old man rogues yeah because i mean you've got that Catwoman, lonely yeah, city yeah that's totally. got that you've got fucking right. white knight which is old oh, man yeah, batman true. you've got you know true. there's a there's a lot of dc yeah. in the old washed up hero world yeah but i mean it's understandable because as far as i'm concerned maybe this is coming at it from a marvel fan perspective but for me all of the best comics all of the things that i think of when i think of dc comics as like my favorite books all have that element things like kingdom come hmm. and like that kind of stuff is just like i love that armageddon so, 2001 armageddon 2000 <laughs> also a great groovy ghoulies song oh nice <laughs> Um, you know, it's confusing about me is now that we're so far past 2001, whenever I see Armageddon 2001, I always think that they came out in 2001 and I forget that they came out in 1991 and it was yeah. 10 years in the future when they came out. Right. And that's why they're so weird and dated looking. I was like, man, they really nailed that like 1991 <laughs> aesthetic in 2001. Uh, it's funny how, uh, how confusing all of DC's back back catalog is when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, here's one year later and here's 2001. Oh that occurred. It's like, here's year can't. 1 million. And here's the 1 million at least is like kind of just like its own pocket. I mean, never really at got least, like at least 1 million. You, you're never gonna any of the Grant Morrison it. stuff, but uh, the uh, Armageddon 2001, the thing, my favorite thing about that is that they had an ending for it. It was supposed to, it was like, who is Monarch was the big mystery. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be Captain Adam. Um, but then it got spoiled. This was like pre-internet, but it was like the fan press oh, or something. No. Like somehow the, the secret got out. And so they were like, what are we going to do? And then so they changed it to make it Hawk. And that like screwed like everything up. Like it's why it makes no sense. Like oh. like the whole thing of like Hawk and Dove. And like they just like if you read that comic, like I mean it didn't really ultimately matter because probably not that many people were reading Hawk and Dove at that time. But like I mean more than would be reading it now. But um, but it was like what? Like it made no sense. Like even within the context of the actual crossover, it made no sense. There was like all the Hawk and Dove one was like no, it's definitely not these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was oh, obviously so Captain Adam the entire time, and then at the last minute, it's like, oh, it's Hawk, and he killed Dove, and boo. But it was like so weird. I love, I love the like weird meta narrative of that stuff. What is? What have I done wrong here? Is something not plugged in right? I don't know. Something keeps popping. I apologize to everybody for that. Oh, is it me? I'm probably doing something it's, with my chair. No, there's there's literally like there's a cable that's loose somewhere that oh. literally is making a, a like a digital crackle. I cannot hear. Fuck. Oh, it no, might have well. been. I was just p tugging on this cord. I won't touch it. Maybe that Maybe was that's it. what it was. Um, Sorry. Who knows? Sorry. Um, we still have comics to talk about. <laughs> we've got Room Morgue magazine. We've got 204 and 205 out this week for some reason. Hmm. Uh, we've got a manga named Run on Your New Legs, Volume 1, which is kind of cool. Nice. It is someone who has lost a leg but is trying to be a professional soccer player hmm. and so he has a specially crafted leg it's not a supernaturally crafted leg it is one like you would see a normal para-athlete you know like using pretty cool hmm. uh so 
probably of special interest to a certain demographic. Um, Saga number 57 is out. Yeah, they really dialed back that weird shit from the last one. <laughs> I wonder if they got feedback. Uh, and no, they were like, I have a feeling it was always like this. Like, he, <laughs> he can't possibly write it that quickly. I was like, this because they, they seemed like they were escalating to something. It felt like. I think he was, yeah, I think he was like poking the poking the tiger i think, think he was so? like was yeah bear poking yeah okay yeah. Poking because the bar. it felt like i was like sometimes the bar pokes back i was like what are you doing man it's like when you see like uh, a serial killer when they're like you know oh this behavior i don't know it looks like he might be escalating to actually killing or whatever you know <laughs> that kind of thing yeah it's like eh, he's torturing animals and doing this and this it's like that's what saga felt like to me where i was like Okay, you started going like hardcore porn. You started doing like some real edgy edge lord kind of crap. I don't know what's going on here. And then they dial it back. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, story um, continues. Speaking of edgy, Savage Spider-Man number 2. Ooh. Also has that crappy cover. Jeez. I mean not like the art is crappy, the the, yeah, the paper paper stuff. quality. Clearly this is not selling well or else they would have used a better paper. Oh, I hope um, that's not the case. It's it's funny because it is a fun comic. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, but it is it's sort of just an Elseworlds crazy idea with Spider Man being. I think this will be a good trade. Monster. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Shang Chi number ten also has crappy out. cover stock. God damn it! Uh, we have the reaction for the SpongeBob SquarePants figures. Uh, we have SpongeBob and Patrick, and they both look fucking awesome. They do. I really love this packaging just in general i love that when the reaction busted away from the like from funko the yeah like where but like when we busted the franchise open to like things that aren't shaped like just like humans right. and all of yeah, them yeah. looked exactly the same shape like having a spongebob shape or a yeah. scooby-doo shape or whatever you know? when they the Ren thing was they were they had partnered up because they were growing really fast and so they partnered up with funko and Funko was making doing their production, mm. and they were like, "Well, to keep costs down, you know, we want to sell these for ten dollars a piece, and blah blah blah." And so we want to make them really garbagey, make them look exactly like Kenner figures. Everything's that same shape. It's just like an yeah. easy thing. And you know, Brian work. was like, "This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore." And so he went back to being fully independent, and uh, now Earls. And now the figures are like the Ren and Stimpy figures yeah. and all that stuff. And the packaging is like, yep. again, the shaped cards and all that stuff, like the Ren and Stimpy with that like uh, atomic age packaging and yep. the the weird like tiki themed packaging of SpongeBob. Not to use a, a fairly pejorative term for Pacific Islanders culture, which I try my damnedest to kind of reel back in but uh it's got a very spongebob it's a spongebob aesthetic how about that aesthetic uh star wars darth vader number 21 oh man that caffeine's starting to hit dude Woo! yeah <laughs> my, my eyes are like oh your eyeballs yeah. are about to burst sorry i just i downed that whole do pretty quick anyway sorry it's star wars do the do it is i did it i did it and now i'm <laughs> ultra jacked i've done the do i'm i'm super sensitive to caffeine and i'm jacked oh great anyway we're uh, almost done uh, dr afro 19 okay. uh we got star wars star wars and star wars oh we have another one of those covers that's going to be 
people are going to be very excited about. What is it? It has more Mandalorians that haven't been shown yet. Oh, man. Put a limit on that. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. Strange Things, Kamachaka, number one. Don't Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Did I say Strange Things? You did. <laughs> I like that better. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. You should have been Strange Things. Then you could have made a sequel that was Stranger Things. Then it would have been Strangest Things. And then it would have been even more Strangest Things. <laughs> the most strange <laughs> things of all. <laughs> Fuck that strange. Uh, Sword Art Online Project <laughs> Alicization. Okay. That's what I'm going to say because I believe it's making things into Alice. Oh. So it's Sword Art Online Project Alicization Manga Volume 4. Tales from Harrow County Trade Paperback Volume 2. Nice. Task Force Z Number 6. <laughs> yeah, is this an ongoing series? It doesn't seem to want to like stop. A, I thought it was like a mini series, but it's still going. I gotta say, I was like, I was out after issue two or three, something like that. Yeah. And then this cover, yeah, really makes me want to come back in because this looks fucking awesome. Yeah. What is? <laughs> I'm sorry. What is the reference on this one again? It's uh, it even says it like right on the cover. It's uh, oh, Death Race 2000. Yeah. Uh, is that what they're referencing, or is it a Mega Man? No, hold on. I'll be right back. Because it looks, it also does look very much like the, uh, the Omega Man uh, things that no, the. It's the Fast and the Furious. What? Oh, the good. The Fast and the Furious. Well, that's silly, but I mean, it is a Death Race two thousand car, and they're hanging on very much like the. Well, it's it, so it's the Batmobile. Yes. And except for this Batmobile is definitely Spiky. a sports car, and the cover of this is an homage to the Fast and the Furious movie poster, and it oh, says the Bat and the Furious, fair. and there is actually like it does actually happen in the comic. I'm mainly following it because I just want them to bring Deadshot back to life, and yes. I assume this is where it's going to happen yeah. since his zombie corpse is running around in it yeah and there's somebody who can bring people back from the dead so yeah it's a, it's a that's nice, like easy... kind of like the whole pr- point of the series yep uh teen titans academy number 13 yeah it's all right uh this whole storyline is a big crossover about the crime syndicate world it's all this right is just the thing it's, it's, all right. it's all right it's all right yeah it moves Sorry. in mysterious ways <laughs> uh batman box set this is the best of the batman which not really. This AKA is the, Das Batman. No, this is this is essentially the three stories that went into the creation of the new Batman movie. So oh. it is a trade paperback of the Long Halloween, huh. a trade paperback of Batman Ego and Other Tales, and a trade paperback of Batman Year One huh. in one slipcased edition. No wonder the movie's three hours long. Yeah, because it's like they took the three best <laughs> Batman <laughs> stories and crammed them into one movie. Uh, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, man, I from people who I very much trust their opinion, I have heard nothing but good things. I wish I could, although the person that I talked to that saw it is not a fan of Batman or superhero comics. That so you know, it's not helpful. Grains of salt. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would take that with a lot of grains of salt. Yeah, they uh, just are a fan of movies, and they were like, "This movie was too long." <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of specific movie lengths, actually. No, he's like a like fan of like going to the movies. Like he goes to like every movie and then like talks about what. Is this Boo? He... No, it's not. 
Um, this is actually because Boo would have said it was great. I got to sit there and I ate some popcorn, and somebody took the time to make this thing for me. I really appreciated that, which Boo has said about movies to That's me. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I just I was really happy that somebody took the time to to make this thing, and uh, you know, no, this is my friend, my friend Sean. He's a big fan of the like like anything with Nicolas Cage. Um, as well you should be yeah he's got good taste like it's just like he's yeah. got very critical taste like and it doesn't matter if he's talking about bands or movies or whatever Oof. uh we have a restock of the they live figures we have the male and Those female cool. ghouls and they are awesome Love them. uh we have transformers 41 transformers beast wars 14 transformers beast wars the trade paperback um <laughs> and we have the biggest flipping transformer you've ever seen and the first massive toy that i have had in the store that i have been real close to taking home that's a really big toy. transformers generation select war for cybertron titan black zarak i don't know what that is but that is a big box it is enormous uh it is essentially a repaint of the scorponok uh transformers figure that makes a city Whoa. He turns into a giant scorpion and also like a base for the other Transformers, which cool. is a gorgeous, really exciting, really lots of pieces. And it is a transfer, like it does transform. It, it transforms it's not into like a... three different things. It transforms into a giant robot, into a city, and into a scorpion. Wow. And it is a really nice repaint. It's like a, a bold golden black version of a, a figure that was originally purple and green. Hmm. So it was kind of a little on the goofy side. Hmm. Um, but man... It is pretty, and again, I don't think I own one Transformer in my home, and that is, of course, Soundwave. Nice, because I was obsessed with that as a kid. Like the thing with the cassettes, yeah. Just I always there were Transformers that I always thought were cool, but I never saw. And I actually only had one Transformer in my, and it was a tiny one. It was a tank. It was a maroon tank. I do love that little guy. And yeah, and he had a little decal on him that you, if you rubbed it with your <laughs> finger, it told you whether he was good or bad. Was he good or bad? I think he was bad. God damn it, that little bastard! I think he was a Decepticon. How dare you, <laughs> Decepticon? Uh, we got Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl number one of two. Oh yeah, did I did, grab? Did that? you read it? No, I, I forgot didn't. to, and oh, no. yeah, I, did, I actually forgot to grab a couple things. It's too Shoot. bad because, like, yeah, I've, this is by I've the regular times. I really do enjoy Wonder Girl. Yeah, yeah, and it's by the creative team, like the yeah. the the OG like creative team. So, so. it's what what's going on here is they didn't really cancel the series. They canceled it in numbering only. They yeah. basically just continued it into this thing. Yeah. With a new number one to try to revitalize it or whatever. But if you're reading Wonder Girl and you really enjoyed it, what you need to do is just go straight into Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl 1 and 2, yeah. and you'll just be continuing her story. Yeah. Uh, we have a trade paperback of Two Moons, Volume 2. Nice. Again, one of the best horror comics going, especially one of the best historical horror comics going. Yeah, and the volume Dude, two was a uh, like next level. Yeah. Like uh, it didn't. The, they didn't quite match that that awesomeness of that bad the, the demon mean, design from the first one. one but the demon is still ones. one of the best monster yeah. designs I've ever seen. Just so, so good. It's yeah. very hard to. But match there's that. good demon designs in the second one too, and the story is uh, I think a little, just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like it builds on it, the world. Uh, we've got a trade paperback of Usagi Yojimbo, The Tengu Wars. Cool. 
don't know what that one was. Um, we also have the another one of these throwback series, which is the new Venom Lethal Protector. Uh, I liked it. I did too. It <coughs> again, it is like for people who have been like, man, I wish that Venom would just eat somebody's brain. Yeah. And this is it. He's like, hey, I hate Spider-Man, and I'm hanging out with Eddie Brock, and we're trying to be good guys, yeah. but we still fucking want to go kill Spider-Man. I like that the villain of it is Humbug. The fact that Humbug shows up in it and it really just beats Venom's ass was pretty pretty great. <laughs> and there's like these like fake evil versions of Captain America, Hawkeye, and Spider-Man in it. Yeah. They have funny names. I can't that remember what they are. That Spider-Man design is awesome. That yeah. fake Spider-Man design. It looks like somebody really that just like found some scraps of Spider-Man's yeah. costume and around and just like turned it into a villain costume. It's a good look. Yeah. Uh and we have we have demons number demons. 1. Demon dogs. Um this is very 90s. This is yeah. like this is basically if you took the darkness and Witchblade and put them together into one comic and then modernized it, you have We Have Demons. Um, it's a little bit of Bloodstone in there too, sure. I think. Uh, in the in the Elsa Bloodstone of the yeah. like generational legacy of Monster Hunter kind of deal. Yeah, but I mean that's I the, think that's, one thing I thought was that a, the story of uh, the Witchblade too. Sure, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really read it, but uh, it could be. I mean, um, she's even got a fucking blade on her arm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The thing that was weird about this one for me is like there's this full text page trigger warning in it. And the first page of it is like literally this thing about like we're going to have demons pulling people's guts through their assholes like this. And it sets it up to be this like heinous, like ultra violent. Like you're just like, oh, shit, this is going to be crazy. Right. And then this it's going like to be crossed. And it's 100 so percent. <laughs> not that like I'm like, why did you even do that? Like it's just sets it up to be disappointed. Like. Now it's like you don't if you don't have at least someone pulling the, their guts out through their asshole like it's a letdown. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't know if that's maybe that's not your thing. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but like it's not my thing. But I, like, you promise I'm going to see it. I want to see it. You know, it's like don't put on the cover if it's not a book. I will definitely say that this has promise. Yeah, as a I thought as, it looked good as an ongoing. I I would definitely say that this issue I would give a solid B. Yeah, it's a B. Like I I wouldn't go much further than that because it's like it's just not the stuff that's in it. I like the art though a lot. I really I love like Capullo. Capullo. I like him too. I just think that the storytelling is a little confusing and I think that just in general... I just think they think they're way badder than they are. Like, they're like, we're going to melt your faces. And then it's like, they're like the the equivalent of like somebody doing a stage dive, but then no one catches them sometimes, I think. That's, that's kind of how I feel about Scott Snyder right now. Yeah. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. But it really is true that it's like, he has this thing where it's like, he doesn't have the life experience that backs up the kind of things that he's doing. Yeah. It's like when somebody's like, I'm going to make the craziest horror movie. He's going to have like spikes in his face or whatever. And it's like, well, you mean like pinhead? What's pinhead? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they, I, I feel similar about like 
the like what they were saying about death metal, yeah, Dark yeah. Knight's death metal or whatever. That like, was the goofiest thing I've ever seen. And it so was so goofy, and that. I loved it in the yeah. same way that I loved like Ultimatum because it's so goofy. But like, don't right. like hype it up like it's like this. Like they they hyped it to be a thing that it really wasn't. Yeah, it was really just silly. Yeah, it was just silly. Yeah, like oh, here's the Joker. He's a snake. Okay, cool. It's cool. I loved it. But like, don't like be like, this is the craziest thing you've ever thought of. It's like, no, but it's funny, though, because I feel like maybe or I thought of things that crazy. I didn't specifically imagine (laughs) Joker Joker as a Chinese dragon, dragon, but like, you know, whatever (laughs) the point point being like it wasn't like it didn't melt my brain. I just thought it was fun. No, I, I, I guess you can't really hype something by saying like, hey, guys. I think this you're going to think this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I will say it's good whatever, but yeah. it it needs to it needs a little time to brew. Yeah. Uh Wolverine patch number 1. Awesome. Loved it. Great. Always 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 the best Wolverine stories are written by Larry Hama. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I've said enough about that in the past. Yeah. Um, Plus we've talked a lot today. X Deaths of Wolverine is out number <laughs> 5 of 5. They, I, they need to put the guy who drew this on a mainstream Marvel yep. book. Like, I mean, if the, assuming this isn't one, like, I loved the art in this comic. It was really good. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Still think the story's weird, but whatever. <laughs> it is weird, uh, and that's it. That's what we got this week. Um, and because it really has trouble uploading lately, uh, I'm gonna cut this short because if we do any more, it's gonna be a pain in the ass to get this thing up All online. Right. Yeah, sure. And so uh, follow us at Coast City Comics. Uh, follow us at I'm Actually Comics on both on Instagram, yep. and follow Bob at Dollar Binge, and uh, buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com. Yes, those are the things. It's important. Do all of those things, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Good night.